Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 126, Acceptance Part 2. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. Let's cover acceptance part two. I love it. I'm actually still getting over a cough. We were all sick and we're still getting better. And this lingering cough and congestion is still here. So if I sound a little weird, that's why. Okay. Or if I sniff. So just excuse me ahead of time. (laughs) All right. So this week... We're going to talk about acceptance of the past, the present, and the future. What is useful and why do you want to be accepting of the past and the present and not of the future, right? This was a huge debacle for me, actually. It was when, it was a huge struggle because what I kept hearing was you just need to accept that this is this is happening or accept this hard thing or accept that maybe your children will always be like this like they're they're, it's just it's just how they are and it's how they'll be in the future or even things about myself like not things that people were telling me but you know just things that I've tried to overcome okay so here's an example like waking up early it's like the bane of my existence I do not like waking up early but I at least in my head aspire to be an early morning person and the times that I have woken up early which you know are more than a handful but not much more so (laughs) but the times that I have it's amazing how I feel the rest of the day like when I wake up early it just feels awful like I just it's just uncomfortable sometimes I feel nauseous and and then sometimes I wake up early And although my kids usually always sleep to a certain point of the day, if I get up earlier than that, all of a sudden my kids are awake at that time. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, it's like, unless I get up and leave the house almost immediately, it's like they have this sense that mom is awake and I need to wake up too. And so that's been really defeating where it's like, what the heck? Like, why do I even wake up early, y'all? Just wake up anyway. Like, there's no waking up early and getting things done unless you wake up, like, at the butt crack of dawn, like, so, so early before it's, like, even bright, actually. Then sometimes I get stuff done. Anyway, I digress. The whole point is that there are some things about myself that I'm like, I aspire to be and wish that I would be, but my past shows, you know what? You're just not an early morning riser. And I have a hard time accepting the fact that I the idea like, well, I guess since you haven't done it up to this point, you're never going to be an early riser and you should just accept that, right? That kind of acceptance. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. So like my big struggle with this kind of acceptance was that it it just felt like giving up to me. I was like, oh, maybe I'll never be an early morning person or maybe my kids will never talk or maybe they'll never, you know, whatever. It just felt like giving up in my mind acceptance and giving up in this context was the same thing. And I did not want to accept 
where we were, where I was, you know, or what had happened because I was worried that if I did, that I would just quit trying to be better. I would quit trying to make my children's quality of life better. And I would have to quit trying to improve my life or my children's life if I chose to accept. And, um, Long story short, I had a coaching session with my coach and it, uh, well, it just changed my mind. And so that is what I'm going to share with you now. And so I did a little digging and because what my coach said is essentially like, Ashley, what you really need to do is you need to separate these things out. You need to separate them out and you need to figure out why you think acceptance and giving up are the same thing. And you need to understand why your brain has done that and also why they're actually not the same thing and try to separate them in your brain. So I went to work looking at, okay, what does it mean to give up, right? Which isn't actually the same as failure. I do want to make that distinction because failure is the trying and not succeeding, but then you can always try again, right? It doesn't mean quitting, right? In my mind, acceptance was quitting, which is technically the act of surrendering, relinquishing, or abandoning like a particular goal, aspiration, or pursuit. Now, where this fell flat for me was in the context of what I was willing to accept and what I was not willing to accept. I was willing to accept the past and the present. That made sense to me, right? Because I can't change the past. And the present is what it is at the moment. It, it's just feedback that informs me of what I have to work with. But the future, no, I am not going to accept the future someone else prescribes for me or my child or even myself being like, I guess I never will because I haven't yet. Right. And it's just so funny because like, think about kids Right. Think about a child that has never gone to school, right? Their whole life up to three years old. It's like, man, I've never gone to school. I guess I just never will. Like you don't hear kids say that. They're always like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to school one day. This is going to be so fun. Or even just looking at 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 a baby that is learning to sit or learning to crawl or learning to walk. Like how many times do they fall down, bump their knees hit their heads, right? And and they cry and then they get up and they they try again, right? They're not having this like acceptance of like, well, I've never really walked before and I've, I've tried five times already. I'm, you know, or I've been trying for months now and, and it hasn't happened, so I guess I'll just never walk. Like you'd never look at a child and say that ever. But all of a sudden, now that we're grownups, it's like totally different. You know, and it's like, no, no, it's been years. Like, I will never be an early morning person. And it's like, well, really? Like, if I quit, for sure I won't. That's for sure. And then when I think about my kids, even with the diagnoses that they have, it's like thinking even in that same frame of mind, like they never have and they have these other struggles, so they probably never will. I don't know. To me, that just doesn't resonate true. It's like, you know, the actual truth is that you don't know. And neither do I. 
we're not fortune tellers. We can't see the future at 100% accuracy. We just cannot. We can do our best to predict based on the past, based on current statistics. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're not. So I don't need to accept a future that I don't know will actually happen. I think that when you do, that when you behave as if the future is, is certain in, in a detrimental way, that is when I think you start to give up, right? And I'm not talking about like if someone loses a limb and you're like, hey, you never know. One day they might get that limb back. I'm going to live. I'm going to live as if they have their arm or have their leg. It's like, no, they, they just don't. And you need to take that into consideration to make decisions about the future. What it doesn't mean if they don't have a leg is that they will never walk again, right? We know we have technology now that can provide that opportunity. Even, even back in the day when we didn't have as good a technology, like people without legs have figured out how to get around, you know, or arms. They've figured out how to do stuff. So even if you may never get that arm or leg back, it doesn't mean you will never walk or use, you know, your, your arms or what you have of an arm for, for great use in your life. Does that make sense, that, that difference there? So you definitely want to be accepting the reality of your situation, but it doesn't have a deterministic effect on what you can and cannot do in your future or the future of your children. Because I think that if we accept some sort of, if we, for example, if we accept the idea that, you know, our child doesn't have legs, therefore they will never be mobile on their own. If we just accept that, then I think that changes what we aim for. If we accept that they will never walk because they don't have legs, perhaps we will not aim to help them get around without legs. You know, which happens. There is um, Instagram, probably, I think it's actually a TikToker. Um, no arms, no legs. Was on a dance team in high school. Is married and getting around and getting along well in life for someone that has no arms and no legs. And then there's, there's another one I came across and he is a motivational speaker as well. And so it's just like, whoa, maybe we should rethink what we make our current conditions mean about our future or what we make our child's current conditions mean about their future and about what we're going to do now and the opportunities we're going to provide them now that could open up things for their future. Accepting the past, it's useful. Accepting what has already happened, right? Which I talked about a little bit in my acceptance part one, because you can't change the past. You can change how you view the past, which can be very useful, but you cannot change the facts of what happened. So learn to incorporate them. Learn to accept them. Right? My children have these diagnoses. They have these capabilities. They don't have these ones right now. Right? Because that information helps you make decisions in your present moment. Right? So acceptance of the past is very useful. Acceptance of the present is also very useful. This is what is happening now. This is where we are now. This is how I feel right now. 
Because when you know where you are and when you know what you have to work with and what you don't have to work with, then you can actually make a valid plan that can help you move forward in your life. If you're trying to make a plan on what you wish was or what you hope will be, meaning I'm going, like if my children were speaking, I'm just going to live my day as if they speak verbally and then hopefully they will, that hasn't proven to work out so well. So what can we do with the fact that right now they're not using words to communicate? What can we do to communicate? with what they can actually do right now. Can they point to pictures, right? Can they make any sounds? Can they do sign language? Can they use a device? What can we do now, right? So incorporating the presence, the facts of the present can be very, very useful. So I highly recommend doing that. But when it comes to the future, I would say acceptance isn't as necessary. Perhaps you will find something that it's like, no, acceptance is really good for me. This is what I need to do. Go for it. From what I've looked at, I don't feel like it's as useful as perhaps hope. Because I don't know what the future will bring or what I will bring to it, I feel like working towards what you want is way more useful than just accepting some future that you think will be. But this begs the question, what if you are working for a future that never will be? Or perhaps there is a high probability that it never will be. Then what? So then why would you work for a future that never may be? Right. Like, for example, I do not know whether my children will speak in full sentences like I do. Right. Where I don't know that we will ever be able to communicate the way that I do with my oldest son, my spouse, friends, family, even the way I'm talking with you now. I don't know that that will be. And what if I just work for it and work for it and work with them and help them learn to communicate in other ways and still work towards this this verbal communication? And what if it just never happens after decades of working for it? And my thoughts on this are working towards anything in the future is an act of faith. Nobody knows the future. We can make educated guesses and predict, like I said before, but that's it. So let's say that you have a goal that hardly anyone has achieved or maybe no one has achieved it yet. Perhaps it's in relation to what you want for your child. Perhaps it's in relation to what you want for your child. We don't know the future, whether it will be in favor of your goal or not. But what if the goal that you have in mind is one that has less social proof or has never been achieved before? Is it worthwhile to pursue that goal? And I'm thinking of this in relationship to my kids and their development, right? I actually talked to, like I said before, one of my coaches about this. And she also has a child with special needs. And she, her child is full grown, a full grown adult. And what she told me was this. Ashley, 
if someone came to me today and told me that this was it, this is as much money as I'm ever going to make. This is as successful as my business will ever be. This is the most my daughter will ever develop. And this is kind of just it. What you're experiencing now in your life. This is it. She said, I wouldn't change a thing that I'm doing now. I would keep working for it. Because who I become in the pursuit of those things is far more valuable than the end goal alone. Now, I felt really some resistance to that initially. I was like, ah, but it's just like, because what you want is the outcome. Whether that's the, the better job, more money, healthier for you or your child, like the, that outcome is what you, what you want. But then it got me thinking, like, if it was possible that we could get those things without having any personal development, would those things be worth anything? Now, I do think that everybody has to work for something, right? Not, not all things come easy to all people. Everybody's got their own hard thing. For my kids, it's learning how to speak. For other people, most people, that comes so easy. So for my kids, this thing is the thing that will build resilience and patience. Even just learning to communicate, let alone learning to use their verbal language. This is their refiner's fire. This is the thing that will add. This is the character building thing. And for other people, it's other things. It's their marriage, their relationships, their even their physical health. So after listening to what my coach said, thinking about my own kids, my thought was, what if the end goal isn't everything I thought it was? Because who you become in the process of pursuing that goal really is something valuable, even in the absence of getting the goal you wanted. So if that's the case, if I work super hard to become a morning person and I never truly, really do just love waking up with the sun, and yet I'm still trying to do it or doing it, I will still be the better for it. And so would my kids, working towards whatever goal they deemed valuable, or me giving them whatever opportunity I thought would be valuable for them, like putting in that effort, even if they never speak like I do, will still refine me as a person and refine them as a person and help us to increase our own quality of life because we will have increased the kind of person that we are, the kind of character that we have. So why not work for the goal? Because the reality is, if you're working towards something, and you never give up, the likelihood that you will eventually get there is higher than that you never will. Yet even still, right now, like for my coach, she puts in the effort to achieve her goals and is the better for it. Her and her daughter are better for it. So then why not pursue it? Why not pursue the goal that may never 
happen? Why not pursue the impossible goal and never give up on it? There's really not a downside. Now, this doesn't mean you can't ever switch your goals or can't ever change your mind because changing a goal is very different than giving up on goals altogether or giving up on a certain path of improvement. That's very different. So if there's really no downside, why not pursue it? All right, so let me sum up really quick. Acceptance, accept the past. Yes, you can't change it. So useful to have that information and to come to peace with it. Same with the present. Acceptance, practice it. It brings a lot of peace, helps you make better decisions and better plans for the future. Accept the future? I don't recommend it. We don't know. Have hope for the future. Plan for the future based on what you've accepted in the present and in the past. And then work for it. And enjoy seeing who you become and who your children become in pursuit of that goal. And if you never get it, which I feel is slimmer than not, but if you don't, because that is, I think that the probability for our kids probably does go up for them in not getting some of these goals, but they will be better for it become more competent in so many areas and have a higher quality of life. And I think life satisfaction for knowing that they have been useful to themselves and to those around them in some form. They've become somebody and they've done something. And that matters. That's all I got for today. If you have any questions, need a coach, It's absolutely amazing. It's changed my life. You can reach out to me at ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H johnstoncoaching at gmail.com. And we can have a chat. I would love to talk to you. All right. Until next time, take care. Hey, mamas, listen. You can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs, and I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, Mamas Have Special Needs 2, the link's below, and let's hop on a call.